Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. We're going to look at uh, Genesis 39. We're just going to reference this story. Not really going to go into much detail of this story. There's so much to talk about. And if you ever have a chance, read about the story of Joseph. But Genesis chapter 39, we're going to read uh, 1 and 2, 3 and 4. Then we're going to skip down uh, to 21 and 22. But Genesis 39, uh, 1 and 2 starting. Now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt And Potiphar, an officer of of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had bought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. Verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man, and he was in the house of his Egyptian master. On to 3 and 4, his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord caused all. All that he did to succeed in his hands. So Joseph found favor in his sight and attended him. And he made him overseer of his house and put him in charge of all that he had. We're going to skip down to verse 21 now in the same chapter. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him Favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. Verse uh, 23, last scripture. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. The Lord made it succeed. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do in this place. Let our heart and our mind be open to receive greater revelation today, greater understanding. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I love the story of of Joseph. There's so much that we can learn uh, from his life. There's so much we can learn about a 17-year-old boy who became a slave, uh, was thrown into a pit by his brothers, uh, betrayed by them, thrown in a pit uh, by his own family members. And he becomes a slave, becomes a prisoner, and then later saves a nation. Now, Joseph had a dysfunctional family, but Joseph's uh, destiny in his life was greater than his dysfunction. Dysfunction is never an excuse, especially when you have God on your side. I said dysfunction is never an excuse because you have God on your side. So Joseph's destiny was greater than his dysfunction. Joseph's destiny and the purpose of God that was on his life was greater than his background. I think too many times we empower the things that happened to us before that we cannot see the the great things that God has for us in our future. But your destiny is greater than any dysfunction that you've ever experienced in your life. And when I was looking at the story of Joseph, I was looking in Genesis 39 and the the success of Joseph is mentioned three different times in verse 39 in the version that I'm reading. It says the Lord was with Joseph and he became a what? A successful 
man. Then the, the next time it's mentioned, the, the Lord caused all that he did to what? To succeed in his hands. And whatever he did, the Lord made it what? Succeed. Joseph was successful, yet he was a slave. Now, we don't usually associate uh, slavery with success. I know for sure that when you were a child and you were growing up, you were never thinking, man, I want to be a slave when I grow up. We don't usually associate uh, success and slavery in the same sentence. But, but we look at Joseph and, and we know the story. And just fast forward, he becomes later on, he becomes second in command in all of Egypt. We, and we know that. But verse two, when it talks about that he was a successful man, it was not referring to a later time in his life. It was referring to a time when he was in slavery. Why is that important to understand? Because Joseph didn't have anything. Joseph had no possessions. Joseph had no wealth. Joseph had no no, uh, material things. Joseph didn't even own his own clothing because he was owned by a master. Joseph was a slave, yet God called him successful. What does that tell you? That God doesn't look at success the same way we do. See, a lot of us are pursuing things that we think are success, but those things aren't really success. Success is not position. Success is not money. Success is not cars. Success is not a zip code that you live in. Success is not likes on social media. It's not followers. Success is not fame. Success is none of those things. And if you are pursuing those things in your life, you have the wrong idea of success. Everybody's trying to hustle in this valley. I I, I don't know the exact number, but I was reading an article this week that um, I think it was in Marin and some places in in the Bay Area. You're considered low income if you you make like 114,000 a year. And what? 120,000. You can move in to uh, low-income housing. You, you go to, to another state with that kind of money, you, you're probably going to have like three or four houses, you know. But here, that's considered low-income. Another article says that if, if it's showing, uh, you know, what you need to, to, what kind of money you need to make in the Silicon Valley to buy a home, it's over uh, 200000 220000 I think it was, you can look it up yourself. I might be off by a few thousand, but I'm not off by too much. But over 200000 but you can buy a home in other places for, for a quarter of that amount. And everybody's trying to hustle here, trying to hustle, stressing out. How am I going to make it? How am I going to make it? How am I going to succeed? How am I going to do things? You have to understand that those things cannot consume your life because those things are not success. Because Joseph had none of those things. Joseph was called successful. The the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. True success is not what you have. It's about who you have. 
True success is not the things that you possess, but true success is the presence of God that is working in your life. The true success comes from the presence of God abiding with you, actively working in your life. That is the definition of true success according to the Bible. The Lord was with Joseph. And he became a successful man. You see, the presence of God is where you find favor. You you have to understand this, please. And I'm telling you, if you're not writing any of this down, you need to today. Because I'm going to take you somewhere. The presence of God is where you find favor. And if you are stuck right now, you are at a place where you are stuck and like, man, I'm in a dead-end job. Man, it just seems like I'm on on this slope of negative momentum I've tried things, they're not working out. I'm trying to make this happen. It's not, it's, it's not uh, going anywhere. You need to understand. You need to pay attention today because the presence of Lord, the presence of God is where you find favor. Favor was the secret to Joseph's success. But what is favor? Favor is God's divine endorsement on your life. You ever see these, these athletes, you know, uh, like LeBron James? All these, these different athletes, Steph Curry, all these guys that are, that are big shots in their sports. Companies will pay them millions of dollars so that they can endorse a brand. They'll pay them millions of dollars. That's why you'll see them on car commercials. You see them on Sprite commercials and this commercial and that commercial. Because that endorsement from the athlete allows that company to go further. It makes them more successful. The favor of God on your life is God's endorsement in your life. And what it does is it takes you to places you could not get to by yourself. That's why this is so important this morning. The presence of God releases favor in your life. And see, some of us are trying to grind. We're trying to hustle. I got this side hustle and this thing. Listening to motivational speakers, looking at self-help books. You need to understand that the favor of God is what will bring you success in your life. God's word is filled with people that found God's favor and it had an effect on them. We see it happening in Noah's life. The the Bible says that Noah found favor. We see it with Moses. We see it with Gideon. We see it with David. We see it with Daniel. We see it with, with Mary. Mary was told that she was highly favored. All of these individuals were able to accomplish the purpose of God on their life. Why? Because they had the favor of God that was resting on them. Favor has an effect like nothing else in this world. Success is finding favor with God. Proverbs 22 says, favor is better than silver and what? And gold. So favor is superior to money. And we're trying to chase the dollar because in this valley, man, if you, if you don't have money... You don't go anywhere. If you you don't have money, you're not going to make. But favor is superior to money. Joseph didn't have money, but he had favor. 
And he pros- it prospered him more than money ever could. Why? Because favor will always put you at an advantage in life. Well, what's, let's look at the favor effect. Genesis 39, 21. I'm just going to reference these things. You see that favor brings supernatural increase and promotion. How many want to see increase and promotion in your, in your life? Property increase. That's, that's the word, okay? You can read it yourself, okay? You can read the story yourself. That's what happened. They found favor, and God extended their land. Uh, preferential treatment. Any single ladies in the house? Any single ladies in the house, huh? Any, anybody? <laughs> Listen, check this out. A woman... Don't say nothing, Mom. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the, the, the Bible... <laughs> The Bible tells the story of a woman named Ruth, who was a widow. Didn't have much going on for her. Not much of a future. But Ruth finds favor with a man. A wealthy man. A wealthy, godly man. And you know what's interesting? (laughs) Mom, you're messing me up here. You're messing me up here. And you know, the interesting thing about Ruth is Ruth didn't have to take all these selfies and post those things online. And she wasn't, you know, doing the duck lips. She wasn't doing the high angles because she was worried about the chin and all those things. She, she wasn't wearing all the tight clothes. She didn't have to do any of those things. Some of you ladies, stop wearing them tight clothes. Start wearing favor on your life. And you're going to find what you need. But special treatment, she got special treatment from Boaz. Uh, Favor brings you before great people. It petitions, petitions are granted by governing authorities. Uh, There's resources that you didn't earn. You ever get stuff that you didn't earn? That's what favor does. A lot of times I, I go places and I get upgraded or I get things that I didn't even pay for. I'm telling you, I told my wife, Recently, man, I'm just a magnet for favor because there's always things that are working out in my favor. Reversal of circumstances to your advantage. Satisfaction. If you're not happy in life, you need favor. Blessing from your enemies. How how many would like your your, your enemies to bless you? Wouldn't that be awesome? Blessing for your... uh, Blessing for your dream, for your vision. Nehemiah had favor, and Nehemiah had a vision in his life that he didn't even have to pay for with his own resources. He got all the funding that he needed from somewhere else. How many have a business idea or a dream or a vision? What if you didn't even have to fund that stuff yourself because somebody found favor with you. There there was favor that you found in God's eyes, and God funded all the things that were in your heart And you didn't even have to pay for it yourself. That's what favor does. Now you look at all these things that favor does. How many of you want that? I mean, the the effect of favor is better than money. Because there's so many things that you can do in your life when the favor of God is working alongside of you. And when you understand that you are a favored person, it will change your life. You don't look at life the same way. What is favor? Favor is special regard to. To treat with goodwill. To show exceptional kindness to someone. That's what God does 
for us. Now, God gives every believer a measure of favor, but not everyone shares the same measure. Now, when you give your life to Christ, there is favor that's on your life. Every single person here has favor. Even sinners have a measure of favor. The Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust. So there is a measure of favor that's on everybody. Now, believers are going to have more favor on their life than someone that isn't serving God. That's just the way it is. That's the way it works because there is a relationship there. And even though God loves every one of us the same in this room, God doesn't love me more than you. God doesn't love you more than me. All of that stuff, the the love of God is, is equal. For all of you guys that are all about equality and get upset about all that stuff, we're all equal when it comes to love. We're not all equal when it comes to favor. And if you want to get mad at that and protest, you got to talk to the Lord because that's, that's with God. Okay? We don't all have the same measure of favor. There's two types of favor. Number one, positional favor. Favor that comes through salvation. When you get saved, you're, you're transferred. Your position is transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Positional favor. I have two sons. They belong to me and my wife. But my blood flows through them. They're mine. They will always be mine. There's nothing that can change that. I love them. They belong to me. And because they belong to me, there is a favor that that is in their life because they're mine. There is a favor, though, that is a relational favor. It's favored through honoring your relationship with God or through someone else. Now, even though my kids have positional favor because I'm their father. If they would just get a revelation, and I'm praying it hasn't happened yet, but if they would just get a revelation that if they would just clean their room every single day. And I didn't even have to ask them to do it. They just did it, and if I would just walk past that room, instead of seeing all this mess all the time, having to yell at them. Yes, I yell at my kids at home. If you've seen that room, you would too. But if they would get a revelation that, man, if I would just be responsible and take care of the things that my parents have provided, I would, ex- I would grow in favor. Now, how many of you have kids and they, they like to ask you for a bunch of stuff, like all the time? Like all the time. Expensive stuff, too. Not dollar store stuff. They're like, you know, I want these shoes. I want these headphones. I want beats. You better get a job, man. You know, but what they don't understand is I want to do all those things for them. I can afford to do those things for them, but I will not do those things for them because they haven't honored the measure of favor that I've already given them certain things. You asked me to buy you something. But then that stuff ends up in the floor. That was a measure of my favor that I gave to you. 
And now you want something else that costs more. I love you, but I'm not going to give you another measure of favor because you have not honored what I've told you in the first place. Now, favor can grow. And what we need to understand today is we, I'm trying to agitate you to not be content with the level of favor that you're living with in your life right now. Because favor can grow. First Samuel 2.26, it says, And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with who? With people. How many of you know you need to grow in favor with people too? But do it with God. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in with favor with God and man. So we see here from the scripture that Samuel grew in favor and Jesus grew in favor. So both of them got more favor than what they started with. When you got saved, you, you got a measure of favor, but some of us have not grown in favor. Why? Because we have not lived a life where we are honoring God. We can grow in our favor. Jesus needed favor to grow, or Jesus needed to grow in favor to accomplish his purpose, and so do we. Do you know that your destiny is connected to your favor? Do you realize that? That's why a lot of believers don't walk in their destiny today. They will go through life and they will struggle. They will struggle to, for, to, to, uh, to make ends meet. They will struggle to get ahead. They will struggle to find promotion. They will struggle to find elevation in their life. They will struggle with people. They will struggle in relationships. Why? It is because the measure of favor that they are operating with. Your destiny is connected to your favor. If you are not succeeding in an area of your life, you need to increase in favor there. Jesus grew in favor with God and man. Every person whose life, your, your, your livelihood depends on your relationships with people. You have to understand this concept. If you're a teacher, if you're a principal, if you're a business person, if you're a coach, if you're, you are working with teams of people, you have to understand this concept. Because if you can understand this concept and you can grow in favor in your life, it could literally turn your life around in a very short amount of time. Joseph was able to thrive in any environment because of his favor. So we know that he thrived as a slave. Later, he's falsely accused, thrown into prison. Well, I thought favor is blessing. Well, favor doesn't mean that you're not going to go through some challenges in life, folks. Favor doesn't mean that you're going to go problem free. But what favor means is even in those obstacles, you're going to rise, you're, you're going to elevate, and God is going to succeed you and push you forward. You will always have a, a, an advantage in life. But don't blame your environment because favor is greater than your environment. Don't blame your past 
because favor is greater than your past. Don't blame your qualifications because favor is greater than your own abilities. Joseph became second in command in all of Egypt. And the only resume that he had or the only thing that was on his resume is that he was the leader in the the master's house. And he was kind of like a second in command in a prison. Whoop-de-doo. It doesn't qualify you to lead a nation. But see, favor, that's what favor does. And see, a lot of us, we are blind to the favor in our lives. So when opportunities come our way, we turn them away or we second guess ourselves because we are not aware of the favor of God in our lives. But someone that's aware of their favor will walk into an opportunity and say, you know what? I know I don't have the ability to do this. I know I'm not qualified. I know I don't have the experience. I know this is not on my resume, but I've got the favor of God that's on my life and favor will give me an advantage in every circumstance, in every situation. Let me hurry up here. How do you increase in favor? Number one, you need to believe you already have it. You need to believe you already have it. Second Peter 1, 2 says, may God give you more and more grace. More and more grace. The word grace here also means favor. May the Lord give you more and more. How many want more and more favor? I I know I do. I need more. More and more grace. More and more favor and peace as you what? Sit in church? No. As you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. So may God give you more and more favor... As you grow in your knowledge of him, you cannot walk in something that you don't know that you already have. So you need to discover what the word says about favor. You need to believe it's for you and you will see the grace of God and the favor of God begin to grow more and more and begin to increase in your life. But see, we don't know it. So we don't look for it. And we don't expect it. You know why so many people in church get depressed? Because they don't know their favor. Why people feel stuck? Because they don't know their favor. Or they feel like they're at a disadvantage. Well, that person has more privilege than me. That person, you know, they're, they're the color of their skin. They were, they were born here. They, they had money. They came from this. And that. you get so bitter. Sounds so sour. All of that talk only shows and proves that you don't know the favor that's already on your life. But in order for us to access it, we have to be aware of it. We need to believe that we already have it. Number two, I'm going to close right here. Proverbs 12, 2. If I can have the the guys come up and help me. If not, maybe I'll sing. I don't know. Proverbs 12, 2. Just kidding. I don't have favor in that area. I, I need to grow in it. Need to grow in that. Proverbs 12, 2. A good man obtains what? Favor. Psalms 5, 1, 2. For you, Lord, bless the righteous one. You surround him with what? Favor like a shield. So a good man obtains favor. 
And the righteous one is surrounded with favor like a shield. I have to live in alignment with God. Now, I know that God gives us his grace. We were saved by grace. We're not saved by our own works. I'm not legalistic. I understand that. That there was favor that that Jesus demonstrated to us while he was on the cross. We didn't deserve it. The cross was a demonstration of the favor of God when you were a sinner. You didn't earn it. You didn't deserve it. But God did it for you anyway. I know that good works don't save us. But you have to understand that our good works are the evidence of our love for God. Our good works are the way that we live in a position to receive more favor in our lives. Because as we honor God, as, as we honor God and we, we obey, we, we develop our relationship with Him, we grow in knowledge, we grow in understanding of favor, we expect it, we believe it, then what God does is He begins to pour out more favor on your life. Some of us, you need to get a revelation, first of all, of your favor. But number two, need to understand that there's some things that need to get right. There's some things that, that need to come into alignment with you and God. Because you have access to unlimited favor. Did you hear me? You belong to God. You have access to unlimited favor in your life this morning. problem is we're just not always ready to receive it. I don't know about you. I want to receive more. Man, I'm telling you, I got favor on my life. I will brag about that. Man, because God loves me. Every day I thank God, man, God, thank you for this favor. I get a parking spot so easily. I said, thank you, Lord, for this favor. I get upgrades in hotels. I say, thank you, Lord, for this favor. Upgrades when I rent a car. Man, I rented this one. I got, thank you, Lord, for the. I'm telling you, man, relationships that I, I connect with people, opportunities that come my way. I didn't deserve any of that stuff. But that's just the favor of God in my life. I'm not more special than anybody. But I've come into revelation that favor has an effect. And when you know that you have it, you protect it. Why did Joseph run away? He didn't didn't allow uh, Potiphar's wife to seduce him. Because he was protecting the favor of God in his life. See, when you have favor, you live differently. You look at life differently. You make decisions differently. Why? Because you understand that favored people act differently. Favored people don't walk around with depression. Favored people never say, I'm never going to get through this. Favored people don't ever say, this is never going to get any better. Favored people don't talk like they're defeated. A favored person understands that the blessing of the Lord, that favor surrounds them like a shield. Favor will have an effect on your life. I want you to stand with me.
How many want a greater measure of favor on their life, on your life? I, I know I do. Mary, like I said, was highly favored. She birthed a savior. What could you birth in your life with more favor? And some of you today, I just want to understand, I want you to understand the Lord is about to drop a greater revelation of his favor in your life. Some of you are hearing this right now. It's going right over your head. Some of you, you're going to wake up tomorrow. There's going to be, the light's going to go on. You're going to have an understanding of favor. It's going to change the momentum in your life. You're going to feel empowered to do things that you could never do before. You're going to start taking risks. You're going to start making connections in your life. There's some things that are about to start working out in your favor. Why? Because that's the blessing of the Lord. Because the Lord is with you. He's going to make you a success. Go and lift up your hands for all those that want favor. If you don't want it, then keep your hands down. This isn't for you. This is only for people that want the favor of the Lord. Father, give us a greater revelation of what it means to be favored. So much favor, God, that other people would see it. So much favor that people would say, how did you get that? How did you go there? How did that work out? Why did they call you? And God, our only response would be to credit the favor of God on our lives. Lord, I just declare right now, just an awakening of favor. Favor right now in Jesus' name. Favor. Revelation of favor, God. So much favor that depression would be lifted off. So much favor that discouragement would be lifted off, God. So much favor that fear would be lifted off, God. So much favor, God, that the past would not paralyze them anymore. So much favor, God. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CWC Bay Area.